Good afternoon, my name is Hannah Brown with Charlotte Mecklenburg Emergency Management. Thank you for joining us for our Hurricane Ian update today. Um, so we have a couple of speakers just to go over the latest forecasts and also talk about some things that the public should know going into the weekend. So first we will have um, Chief Graham, Deputy Director of Charlotte Mecklenburg Emergency Management. Um, we'll then kick it off to John Wendell from Stormwater Services, Matt Lewis uh, from Medic, and then finally we will have uh, questions, so um, Lawrence Corley will facilitate those uh, for us. So um, at this time, I'm going to hand it off to Chief Grant. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, Hurricane Ian's track is becoming clearer and there is a, a higher certainty that we will be significantly impacted here in the Charlotte, Re Charlotte region. And so before I even get going, I want everybody to understand that you need to take, you need to be weather aware, you need to make a personal decision about whether or not you need to be on the roads, really starting now because the Charlotte Fire Department has already recorded its first uh, call that we believe is related to wind damage here in the city. So from now, through when the storm is over and you need to be weather aware making sure that you're in touch with all your weather sources. But we encourage everyone over the next 24, 48 hours to stay home and off the roads as much as possible. I don't want anyone to, to be injured or killed because of this storm in our county. And so we, I cannot stress that enough. Please be weather aware, make your own decisions. But our recommendation, my recommendation is to stay off the roads as much as possible. The primary time frame of concern for flash flooding in the, in the Charlotte area is Friday afternoon and evening and overnight into early Saturday morning. We expect the heaviest rainfall period to be between 2 p.m. Friday and 2 a.m. Saturday. The Charlotte area can expect four to six inches of rain. <clears throat> I, I need everyone to understand that this is a change in the weather forecast for the Charlotte region according to the National Weather Service. The latest update from the National Weather Service indicates that we will experience wind gusts, not sustained, but wind gusts up to 60 miles an hour beginning tomorrow. This is a significant difference from previous forecasts. Wind gusts of this type can cause serious damage, including <clears throat> uprooting of trees and down power lines. It is very important that people stay home and off the roads uh, Friday afternoon into Saturday morning specifically. We need people to understand that these conditions have the potential to pose significant safety risks. <clears throat> Please secure outdoor items, and I was just told by some of our staff that some of their outdoor items have already been moved due to the wind. If you live in the, on waterfront property, make sure to secure boats and covers. Store loose items such as swim mats, tow tubes, kayaks, and chairs. The emergency operations center here will be fully activated Friday afternoon and will remain activated for as long as necessary. Our staff is already monitoring the conditions throughout our community. No shelters have been activated at this time, but the shelter task force remains on standby to activate shelters if they become necessary. Charmec 311 is extending its hours to be open from 7 a.m. through 7 p.m. on Saturday. There are no changes to normal hours on Friday. Charmec 311 311 will remain on standby to extend additional hours on Sunday if necessary. If so, this will be communicated at a later time. Thank you to our partners at 311, and really, I'll be honest with you, that group of individuals always comes through for us, and they make our entire community proud. 
Know who to call for emergencies, call 911. You can be routed, <clears throat> by call 911, you'll be routed to police, fire, or medic. For non-emergency situations, call 311. Examples include reporting storm, uh, storm drain blockages or creek blockages, reporting water and wastewater emergencies. For power out outages, call your energy provider. Remember to stay informed by keeping up to date with weather conditions and signing up for Charmec alerts. Stay off the roads on Friday afternoon, evening, and Saturday morning. Never attempt to drive, never attempt, never attempt to drive through flooded roadways. I'm not gonna stress that enough. You have no idea what's underneath that water. It takes a very small amount of water to move a vehicle. So stay, if you can't see the road, stop, turn around, and everything will be all right. We have to be aware of carbon monoxide because it's a silent killer. You can't see it, you can't taste it, you can't smell it, but it will kill you just as quick as anything else that, that we worry about. So generators, and I think uh, Captain Gilmore is probably gonna speak about generator safety. That's important. We wanna make sure you have working smoke uh, detectors along with working smoke or carbon monoxide detectors. <clears throat> this is also important. If you don't know how to operate a chainsaw, don't do it. Don't do it. If you have a spouse that is eyeballing a chainsaw in a garage when trees fall, and like, I haven't really messed around with that thing in a while, just make sure they can't get to it because we don't want anybody having chainsaw accidents over from this storm. <clears throat> Limbs and trees can fall on uh, vehicles and trap drivers and passengers and kill them. So this is why we're asking everybody to stay off the roads uh, throughout the storm. Uh, I'll make sure I covered everything. Uh, CMPD uh, is not present due to a technical issue, but however, they are fully engaged and fully aware of everything that's going on. There are partners in everything that we do. We are talking to CMPD all the time and they care just, they're, they're right in lockstep with emergency management, the fire department and medic and everybody else in our community. So we'll get through this and next week everything will be uh, back to normal, but please be weather aware, know what's going on. I'm gonna turn it over to John Wendell. John, thank you. Thanks, Chief Graham. Um, my name is John Wendell, Charlotte Mecklenburg Stormwater Services. Mecklenburg County uh, Stormwater Operations was out checking the usual suspects in the, the main creeks. This is where we typically see blockages. There's about 64 of them. Uh, they were up to 44 yesterday and 20 today. Uh, they, if they found blockages, they removed them. So most of the larger streams uh, have been cleared right now. Um, what residents can do is to clear out the storm drains in front of their house or in their neighborhood, but do that today. Don't do it while the rain is falling tomorrow. Uh, it could get dangerous. Uh, so you want to do it safely, do it from the curbside to clear out that storm drain. There's more than 100,000 storm drains just in the city of Charlotte alone. Flooding is Mecklenburg County's uh, costliest natural disaster. And as Chief Graham uh, said that, remember to turn around, don't drown. Six inches of moving water can knock you over. A foot of moving water can move your car. Uh, you don't know what's under that water. There could be a sinkhole. There could be power lines down. There could be tree limbs down there. So if there's any standing water, moving water, do not cross that. Turn around, don't drown. More than 50% of the people who die from flooding die in their cars because they went around barriers or they thought they could get through and they couldn't. One last thing I want to mention 
is you can get real-time rainfall information for your neighborhood. Uh, go to our website, the Stormwater Services website, which is stormwater.charmec.org, and there will be a little tile that'll say creek data. Hit that tile, and it'll come up with a map with rain gauges across the uh, county. It'll have uh, uh, stream gauges that tell you how high the water is, and there'll even be a few cameras that you could check out uh, some of the streams. So I would recommend that if you want to stay up to date with real-time information, that's stormwater.charmec.org, and look for the little tile. It's a, it'll be a blue tile that'll say creek data. So that's what I would recommend to stay on top of everything. So now let me turn it over to Matt with Medic. Thanks, John. Uh, Medic is staff and equipped for this event. Our staffing levels are well established and uh, we're prepared to respond uh, to an increase in demand should the situation require it. Our infrastructure is sound, uh, which includes uh, technology that supports our 911 call center. Uh, we've also been in constant coordination with our support areas within the agency. Uh, they've reported that we are prepared with ample fuel and medical supplies. Planning for and responding to emergencies is something that we do every day alongside our police and fire partners. We're confident that we'll be prepared to respond when and where needed. Uh, Medic will have representation here in the EOC uh, so that we maintain that high level of communication throughout the event. Finally, we do have a plan in place should sustained winds uh, prove hazardous to our responders. However, we do urge you to use caution if you have to be on the roads uh, to use caution for emergency vehicles. I'll hand it off to the Charlotte Fire Department, Captain Gilmore. Good afternoon. The Charlotte Fire Department uh, is continually preparing for Hurricane Inn over the next couple of days. Uh, firefighters will complete uh, operational checks on all emergency vehicles and equipment. We also have special operations, uh, swift water teams, and search and rescue teams on standby if they need to be deployed. The Charlotte area is expecting, again, you hear this, four to six inches of rainfall from the storm. Uh, we are expecting heavy winds. We, we are asking all the residents to please get prepared and have a plan. Please secure the items in your yard. Uh, they can be easily blown around due to these heavy wind gusts. And we're talking about items such as chairs, signage, and grills. Uh, if there are trees down, tree limbs on power lines, we could lose power up to 24 to 48 hours. Take this time before the storm gets here to get what you need from the store, any medications that are needed. Also, get batteries for your flashlights in case there's a loss of power. Never use candles for lighting. Make sure your cell phones are fully charged. Make sure you download weather apps to keep up with the latest information. Avoid driving and going out. Um, only go out if there's an emergency. Again, you're gonna hear this over and over. Stay off the roadway if the roads are flooded. Turn around, don't drive. Remember, your car is not a boat. Call 911 for emergencies only. Make sure you take care of your pets. Also, make sure you take care of the elderly and check on your neighbors. Make sure you have work and smoke alarms and carbon monoxide detectors in the home. From history, we know that whenever we have these type storms and we have a loss of power, we're also going to see a large uh, amount of calls regarding to carbon monoxide poisoning. The carbon monoxide chief, um, he reiterated earlier that 
This is a colorless, oilless gas you can't see. All right, it's going to call illness or even death. So please make sure you have a working smoke alarm and carbon monoxide detector in the home. If trees are down, uh, partially or fully blocking your streets, call 911. If a tree is down in your yard and it's not life threatening, please call 311. That's all I have right now. Any questions? All right, thank you to all our speakers. I do have just one quick update from a previous statement. Um, as mentioned, Strava Max 311 is extending their hours, uh, to which we are very grateful for them. Um, they're a very valuable partner, and those hours will be 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. on this Saturday. Um, so at this time, we are now available for questions. We have a question from Derek Dellinger. Okay. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Derek Dellinger with Queen City News. Checking on, uh, when I was on this uh, call yesterday, uh, there was a good amount of uh, talk about uh, basically, potentially, they were it was still very much a wild card. And is it the track of, of the storm, or is it the intensity of the storm that you guys are worried about right now, or is it both at this point? I guess you can compare and contrast as to the way things were 24 hours ago. Sure. Um, I'll hand that off to Chief Graham to answer. Hey, Derek. <clears throat> so the National Weather Service, they're looking at this every couple hours and sending out new forecasts. It's going to move, and I'm going to let John here in just a second speak to it because we're talking. He and I were talking. He's a trained meteorologist. The speed, the, the track of the storm has changed slightly. Yesterday, I think it was last night, the, the center of the, of the um, circulation was looking like it was going to come through Charlotte, which meant that it was going to wrap around and we weren't going to get quite as much rain. Then it moved to the west slightly, and that meant that we were going to get more rain, but also the speed of the storm. And so we always talk about, you know, <clears throat> that's why it's so important to be weather aware because it, it changes all the time. But once that, once Ian got into the Atlantic, that's when I think, I think that there's significant change and they can have a better understanding of what it's going to do. You know, you always get the question like, what's it going to do seven days from now? Well, we don't know. And meteorologists always tell you, like, more than three or four days out, they really don't have any idea. But with this, it certainly has changed. But I'll let John speak to it a little bit. Three to four days out, we do have some idea. <laughs> uh, but the closer you get to the event, you get more data. And as more data comes in, uh, you get a better idea of what's going to happen. And now that it's getting close, the events you know, 24 hours away, uh, it looks like the storm's going to be moving a little bit faster, so it has less time to dissipate, and the faster it moves, the faster it has a forward speed, the more wind it's going to pick up. So I think the biggest change from yesterday is the wind speed, and not so much the rain, because we knew it was going to be heavy rainfall, but it's the wind speed, and it's because the, the track is going to be a little bit faster than what it was projected yesterday, and that's why we're seeing that difference. Do we have any other questions from our media partners? I do, if, if nobody else is asking. Yes, please, please state your yeah. affiliation. 
Uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, uh, Derek with Queen City News again. Um, you guys had uh, spoken uh, about, uh, more specifically yesterday, the potential for some of the construction areas uh, causing a bit of a wild card in terms of the flooding in some certain areas. Are we talking more about like cul-de-sacs that are being built or the high-rises that are being built? Are there any specific areas that you're looking at that have that potential with that wild card flooding? Yeah, so we, we talked a little bit about it yesterday. It's, it's, it has to do with rate, has to do with where things set up, it has to do with, you know, just a number of different variables. And, and Derek, I think it's, the question is a good one, right? So we, we get asked that a lot. I'll give you an example. During Hurricane Florence, uh, we were in Lenore County on an incident management team, and we were pulling up flood maps from Hurricane Floyd. And they haven't had that much of a change, and there were similar storms. I heard a meteorologist this morning say they don't like to compare storms, and that is true. So <clears throat> there are some indications that we can look at when we look at repetitive flood loss. And so those are areas that we work through our county hazard mitigation plan to fund, and John, I'll let John talk about this here in just a second, to fund to help to mitigate that so that we don't have that repetitive issue. But if you recall, uh, it was a couple of years ago, we had flooding in November. And so we always get, oh, did you know it was going to flood there? Well, no, you, there's, sometimes there's no way to know. And new areas pop up that we're like, okay, this is an area that for whatever reason we weren't able to uh, mitigate, right? And our planners, we have great planners at the city and the county, and they're always looking to try to figure out when we do uh, new construction, what is, how, how would the, how does the water flow? And that is, you know, water is the number one thing that we, we concern ourselves with when it comes to, because uh, flooding is always the number one issue. So there are other things like wind and everything else, but flooding is always an issue. So I'm gonna let John talk real quick, but it's, the, to answer your question, it's very difficult outside of the repetitive flood loss information and some of the flood maps that we gather to know where it's gonna flood. In those areas, we have a pretty good handle on, we're always working on, but there's new things that pop up. But I'll let John talk about it. We always say wherever it rains, it can flood. It doesn't have to be in the floodplain. As a matter of fact, 20% of all flood claims are outside of the floodplain. And I can give you two examples from this past summer uh, where we had flooding in Matthews and Mint Hill, and these were areas not in the floodplain, but they saw a 100-year event where they had more than an inch to an inch and a half of rain in a 10 to 15-minute period. It came down too hard, too fast. So even if it wasn't in the floodplain, you could get the flooding. So uh, my answer to you is, is there's not one specific area. Basically, it, anywhere in the county where you're getting rain, it can flood. And this is a situation where we could see some very heavy rainfall in a very short period of time in some locations. So I might tell you one spot in the western part of the county, but that thunderstorm or that heavy pocket of rain may be in the eastern part of the, the, the county. So it, it's hard to say where that would be. What we try to do at uh, Stormwater Services is we try to take out, we try to mitigate these homes that have repetitive loss, uh, mainly through the floodplain. And if it's, it's had some damage, we do a voluntary option to buy out that home. Because if you remove that home, it can't flood again. So for example, you have a home that we purchased back in 2000 for $100,000. And it flooded again, we, there was $100,000 of insurance claim on it. Well, if we took that home out and it's not there anymore, we save $100,000 every time that home would have flooded. 
and so you get your money back eventually because that home's not there. The fire department doesn't have to have a swift water rescue to that home, and so we save there. So this is probably the best way to mitigate uh, flooding events uh, by removing those homes through our buyout program. Any additional questions for our speakers? All right, well, if that is it, then um, we'll thank you guys all for your time today. Uh, we'll very likely have another availability tomorrow to provide some additional updates. Um, and please stay tuned to the, um, all of our offices here. We'll be pushing out information as soon as we have it. Thank you so much.